Hello. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm good. I think that I hear you in my computer and not my headphones. Is that right? Yeah, you just started to sound different when I started recording. Yeah, that's so too. Let me just make sure. Um, mine is all in the microphone. You sound so echoey. Really? Yeah, like it's uh, it. You sounded normal before. That's so weird. Hello. Hello. So bad? Yeah, kind of. It's like not bad. Uh, I don't know. Do I sound normal? Yes. Hmm. Do you but hear? Is your- it normal that I hear you on my computer and not my headphones? I feel like I was just hearing you in my headphones. Uh, is it coming out of your computer? Your sound, yes. That is not normal. Hmm. But my speaker is microphone. Because hmm. if if you hear me in your computer, then your echoing. microphone is also going to hear me out loud. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but I can yeah, also I turn this off and see how, what it sounds like in the recording. If it sounds normal, then who cares? Oh, she's connecting to audio again. Hello? Yeah, now you're in my headphones. Oh, now you sound normal. Okay. Great. Well, <laughs> love that for let's us. Let's try again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? There we go again. Yeah, here we go again. Mama Mia too. It's going great, Marie. Happy freaking July. Happy freaking July. We're coming to you from farther in the future than normal. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a little delay on our July episode because we've both been summering so hard, I think, is really the the crux of it. Yeah, I would say that's an accurate synopsis. Um, Speaking of July... And now that it's Mm mid-August, what was July like for you and your spare time? In my spare time in July, honestly, like what I had written down in my notes to say was that I did not believe it was the month of July. But what I actually wrote was not believing it was actually the month of June, which is really um, goes to show you how confusing the summer has been time-wise. And now that we're- I saw that and I said- I can't wait for her to explain. Can't wait. Can't wait for me to encounter that mistake myself. I just really felt all month like I couldn't believe that the summer that it like I just realized it was summer on like July 15th. So that's a little bit um, unusual for me, even for me, who famously has a terrible sense of time. It just felt like Really, in June, I did. I was off to the races in an extreme way, and it made me sort of feel like time didn't happen. So July was like me coming to terms with the fact that time was passing and that the summer was, you know, nearing the halfway point, Um, which I was a little bit sad because I love summer. And I was like, wait, what? I can't believe it's passed me by. Um, I also was wedding pretty hard in the month of July. Um, as you know, listeners, if you've been hearing us, um, we are in high wedding season of our lives. So but did a few weddings. And then I also had two like major work events where I was, I traveled for work for two weeks in July, which hasn't happened in a long time. So that was wild. Elisa. Yes. How did you spend the month of July? Well, first I want to say I did not respond to a single thing that you said because I was dealing with some tech issues on the back end. And I just want to tell you that I feel you, I see you, and you had a busy fucking July. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. I kind of forgot already. I blacked out because I blinked and July was over. And you have a busy August, which we'll get to. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's just no time for you to process. There's an absolutely no processing time. So we're just cruising right along here. Yep. Crazy. Well, what I did in July is, as I reflected on it, more than anything, I would say that I enjoyed my life, um, which really is 
kind of the pinnacle of spare time, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say like, yes. I just, I feel like I was just living. Um, I was on Cape Cod for a long time. You guys might remember the June episode was live from Cape Cod. I was, I continued my Cape Cod vacation well into July. And then I also went back in August. Yes, you did. Um, so you'll hear more about that. I went to a bunch of concerts with my friends. I saw the chicks, Lucy Dacus, um, just people that I love. I love listening to music. It just makes me feel so happy. I really reconnected with um, being in water. I think most of you know, I am a water girl, grew up swimming my whole life, swam in college. Like it's be, I was like a lifeguard every summer. I taught a million kids how to swim. Like being a water girl was such a huge part of my personality until I was like 20. She's queen of the pool. Always at the pool. And I spent the whole summer in a bathing suit. You know, like that's my, that was my youth vibe. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just feel like when you live in the city, like there isn't really water that you can just be at all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But being on Cape Cod um, where we were, we were right on a pond and there's just like a lot of water and it, it kind of brought me back to that and, made me relive a lot of that joy of just so like fun. hanging out in the water. It's the so ultimate summer feeling is like just kind of being in a bathing suit all day or like being in and out of a bathing suit all day. It's That's the best. So good. And like getting tan and it's just, I feel like I've really been summering as you said, which has been very joyful for me. And then on the flip side, I've been doing a lot of the farmer's market because produce, um, as I think everybody knows, is super, super peak and gorgeous in Mm -hmm. July. Um, And then I've been doing something that I've been wanting to do, I would say, for 31 years, which is eat salad for lunch. Like, I just always want to be that person. And I feel like I never am because I don't know. I just it's hard to make a good salad at home, in my opinion, and I don't know. I just like never really have. And now I feel like in my household, we've been doing a really good job of like shopping with a budget and then using everything that we buy, even if we don't really have a plan for it. And I feel Mm -hmm. like being like, I have to use this stuff has given me the freedom to be like, I'm going to make a salad and it's, and all my salads have been great. I don't know like what my issues were, but I've been making a lot of salads and that's really been bringing me a lot of joy. It's so fun. I feel like since I moved in with Hannah, she really has always lived like in a way of like just bring a shitload of produce into the house and then like see what happens and just you have to use it. And so you are forced to get creative. And that is a way that I did not previously used to live. I used to just like go shopping for the things that I wanted. Um, It's so fun. And it does lead to a lot of unusual salads that are delightful. That's for sure. Yeah. And just like consuming a lot of vegetables is cool. Yeah. It's I, cool. Like it. I like to do it. It makes me feel good. Unfortunately, not overrated. It's, uh, it feels really good. <laughs> it's excellent. So I would say that's in my July. It's been really great. Um, which if you listen to this pod and I believe March, maybe February, April, things for me were not so great. So I'm happy to be kind of on the other side of this, this ride. You're having a big glow up this summer, an emotional glow up. Yeah, I really am. Um, we'll talk about this more too at the end, but I did finally get a new job. So that's yeah. huge for me in my it's feeling so about big. my own life. <laughs> that is major. I can't wait to discuss major. more. Um, so you're having the best time. What was the best part of one of the best months I feel like you've had this year. I think that's super correct. Um, so another thing I've been doing is visiting my friends, which I love to do. We absolutely And some of those friends live in Philly and we went to an unbelievable dinner at this place called Eva E E V A fun. It's like the menu is like everything I want in a restaurant. It's like wood fired pizzas, salads with vegetables that are in season um yes really good focaccia with like stracciatella you know like that's the oh, vibe hell yeah hell yeah it was incredible the best thing that we had was the tomato pie which is erica's vegan right now so that's like a menu item i've been getting most places that i 
go if there's pizza. And tomato pie rocks. It's so good. It's so good. We had a really good tomato pie together recently as well. We sure did. I love that tomato pie. Um, And yeah, I would say if you're in Philly, Eva is 10 out of 10. It hit every mark. And by the way, food, everything in Philly is like cheap. Like I went, we were with four people. We all got drinks, appetizers, pizzas, dessert. And I think it was like $80. Crazy. Wow. That is a good deal. <laughs> yeah. It's a great deal. We um, so that was my it. best. I think yours is also a food best. It is a food um, best. It's a food best. So one really, really fun thing that happened. It's like an experience and food best. A really fun thing that happened this month was that I co-planned a bachelorette party for uh, my best friend, Maddie, um, in Let's New York girls. City. Let's go, girls. It was a one night and one night only situation. Um, so it was pretty crazy, which I honestly say. I think is like really cool. It's the way to do it. But we did leave the house at noon and return at three in the morning. So that is like something that, you know, it's not for often. It's just for sometimes. Um, but it was really fun. And one of the elements of our evening was we set up like a it was in New York City and we set up uh basically like a cocktail party. I, it was kind of what it was, which actually wasn't what I had envisioned, but it was better than I envisioned at a restaurant called um, Tokyo Record Bar, which is apparently like kind of a vibey place, trendy place in the city. Um, and the whole like shtick of Tokyo Record Bar is that um, it's a Japanese restaurant and they have uh, like vinyl jukebox. So basically like you get to pick a record and they like will play a song or a couple of songs from the record for you so there's like a dj on vinyl who's playing a custom playlist um super fun and they have a private room that was really lovely so it was like 20 people just kind of like hanging out eating drinking and listening to music um and kind of the ultimate vibe to be honest and the food just kind of like came out and it was sitting so you were it was kind of like a graze situation and all the food was very good but there was a truly life-changing fried chicken situation and it was a special menu so it's not on the menu that I'm looking at right now so I can't actually describe it to you but it was like fried chicken thighs battered um, sliced and just kind of like laid out on a plate. And I was like, this looks kind of weird, like as a finger food, but I ate one bite and I said, whoa, this is different than any kind of fried chicken I've ever had. Um, and I was also starving at that time. So it was really important. Um, other highlights from that meal include this like sashimi plate with a caviar crunch on top delicious um there were some pretty good french fries there was some spicy cucumber um and then there was sake which i have not in the past enjoyed at all but i it was real i guess it was really good sake or maybe it's either it was really good or my tastes have changed which is always an exciting moment when you're like i'm gonna taste this thing that i didn't like and then you're like whoa i like this um it was very cold yeah, it was so fun. I was like, it's like all, you know, gives me like a good kind of fermenty vibe. Um, so maybe I'm a sake girl now. Stay tuned. I'm excited to discover. Ooh, yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I do need to ask you a follow up question though. Like, what was it about the fried chicken that made it the best? It was so succulent, is the word that I would say. Like, it was incredibly mm. juicy. Um, and the way that it was breaded was kind of like it wasn't your traditional like kind of like crackly flaky fried chicken like it didn't like shatter but it was crunchy it was like a very thin batter so the chicken really shined like it wasn't about the batter it was about the juicy 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 chicken thigh it was like so my mouth is like filled with with saliva (laughs) thinking about it because it was truly so so juicy um and I was like, I was kind of when, when I first saw it, I was like, this needs sauce, but it did not. It did not need sauce. Wow. And, you know, for me, I, I'm a sauce girl. I want to sauce everything. So 10 out of 10. And like the fact that it was sitting out on a platter and it was good is like, mm-hmm. 
astonishing. Really- I mean, it's sort of a weird flex to just like serve a sliced up fried chicken piece on a plate as like part of a kind of like standing around eating vibe, but they knew what they were doing. They really did. That's amazing. That sounds like a perfect one night only in New York. City. Yeah, it was really, really fun. It was very fun. Successful. Love it. Yeah. Well, moving on to the worst. Um, I can go ahead and start. Um, mm-hmm. I have spent a lot of time in the water, as you all heard, and I was in a pool and I went under the water and I came up and my ears just both of my ears felt clogged instantly. Mm-mm. I think everybody knows that feeling. It's the worst. Oh, and horrible. no matter how many times I jumped on my side, the water would not release. And I just was, you know, I got home, I was laying on my couch and I just had this sinking feeling of like, I'm going to have swimmers here in the morning because I fucking have so much water in my ears and it won't come out. And this is just the worst. And so the next morning, well, and then I started doing that thing where it like feels like there's a balloon in your ear, which is very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And the next morning it wasn't better. So I went to urgent care and I was like, I think I have swimmers here. Like I just need the drops. And he took one look in my ear and he said, oh no, you don't have swimmers here. It's just blocked from all of the wax in your ear. And this happened to both of my ears simultaneously, which I really do not understand. Um, there's definitely some ear, nose and throat things going on that are above my pay grade there. But <laughs> basically I had to, they like poured, I think hydrogen peroxide into one ear at a time and had to like bubble and volcano out of my ear for like 10 minutes. Mm-mm. And then I would turn to the side and they would like blast water and all of the um, earwax would just fall into this cup. And then against my consent, she showed it to me both times. I was like, this is not something that I need to I see. I don't need to live with this site forever. Thank uh, you. Uh, um, all I'll tell you is it was an unbelievable amount of wax. Um, and it made me feel pretty fucking gross. And I was like, how do I make this not happen again? And he was like, there's literally nothing you can do. Like some people just have a buildup of wax and like, you just might periodically need to come in and do this. And I was like, that just doesn't seem right, but it doesn't seem right. I don't understand it. That has happened to me before as well. I had once had an, I, it wasn't that there was water or it might've been that there was water, but it was like, I stopped, I started hearing weirdly in one ear. And, oh. and this was at BC. So I went to the infirmary and they pulled an incredible amount of earwax out of my ear. And I was like, and it like me, I like fell over when they pulled it out because I was like off, you know, how like ear stuff can make you like off yeah. balance. It was so weird. I was very, very weird. I just, I don't love it. I don't love that. That's a thing, you know, that's happening out here in the world. And it seemed like such a routine activity. So I'm like, how many people are coming in here that require this? treatment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we should all know more about it if if this is something that we need to be uh, being proactive about. Well, apparently there's nothing you can do. Um, so that was my worst. And I believe your worst is a lot worse than mine. Well, um, yeah, it was. So I think I actually mentioned our car problems previously because I think it might have actually been my worst of the month in like May or June that um our car broke down we had to pay for it to get fixed and then a week later it broke down again had to pay for it again we're feeling pretty skeptical I always feel like I'm getting scammed by car people because I don't know shit about cars um so we paid all this money for the car to get fixed twice then it was seemingly fine we went to the chicks concert which elisa mentioned um it was far away from where we live in dc it was in pretty like deep virginia at a venue called at least Jiffy one hour lube live disgusting name for a venue um <laughs> then we get in the car to drive home we stop at taco bell as one does and in the drive through long long line of people um waiting for their Taco Bell, probably not very happy. Our car begins to overheat and turns off. Um, I, obviously the drive-thru is not a great place for your car to break down. Um, so we just kept kind of turning it on, scooting up. We did get our Taco Bell and then we finally fled the line, probably doing 
damage to our car trying to get it out of there and then we parked and called AAA. um they did not come they said they were going to come in 45 minutes we waited two hours um they still Wait, by the there. way did you say that at this time it's at least midnight it's midnight yeah it's midnight so we're at the in the taco bell parking lot we're like okay 45 minutes whatever we wait two hours. They're still not here. It says he's 10 minutes away. Um, so we call them again and they're like, oh yeah, um, he might not be coming for a while. And we were like, huh? Like, why does it, it's like, we're following him on a map. Like it's like Uber. You can see how far away he is. And she was like, yeah, he's maybe he's not coming for a while. So like, why don't you just leave your car and then he can come get it whenever. And we were like, that was an option this whole time. What the fuck? So we leave the car. We're like, hopefully no one steals this car from Taco Bell. We say goodbye to the car. We take an Uber to Hannah's parents' house. We pick up their car because they're out of town. We drive it home. We get home at like three in the morning. Horrible. Um, Our car is towed to a place out in Virginia near where we were. Um, So we ended up basically like being intermediaries between this mechanic and our other mechanic who was like paying for the car to be fixed because he had just fixed it and it was the same problem um we go back and forth with them this was like we're this is it's august 16th right now this is still not resolved we've been going back and forth with them for an entire month um nobody knows what's wrong with our car our car um got towed from manassas to dc to our original mechanic two weeks ago and he has not called it's not looking great. And it gives me an incredible amount of stress to think about it. Um, because I just don't know like how to tell if what I'm being told is correct or truthful about cars. And I also don't want to put any more money into this car. And I also don't want to not have a car. So it's all fun. It's fun stuff. We love to have car problems. We love it. This is a nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I will say. This car famously has what over two hundred fifty thousand miles. On yeah, it has two hundred seventy thousand miles on it. I mean, but the guy who fixed it the first time, the first time he fixed it, he was like, everything else about this car is in mint condition. Like whoever has been taking care of this car has been doing an awesome job. And we were like, thanks. And then it was like irreparably broken. We were like, so you either lied or you did something to this car. Oh my god. You know, well, we'll Alisa and I, yeah, I'll, hopefully I'll have an update for you, um, for the August episode, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, Alisa and I are the proud owners, uh, each of us of, um, old cars. So, oh yeah, we've we've commiserated about this before. Um, and it, this won't be the last time probably because I don't want to get a new car if I don't have to, it's a bad market. It's a bad market for a new car. I'm proud to say that my little car is trucking along. I did have to pay some money for my car in the month of July, but I got just four new tires. That's pretty normal. Um, and then there were some recalls, um, from the, uh, dealer. So we took it to the dealership, but that's free. So not too bad. My car made it to and from Cape Cod two times. God bless the fit. Long may she reign. Love her so much. Love her so much. Um, that sounds miserable but as you were talking i was like marie is bringing the heat with these worsts with your fucking like being super sick in puerto rico like everything is just god there's a tall tale and high highs and low lows you know there's a it's always a saga that's how we live Mm -hmm. well let's take it back to the highs what is your wreck for us for our spare time a lot of good music came out um in July, a lot there was like a, a one fr- one Friday of like extremely anticipated records all coming out at once. It was Beyonce, it was King Princess, it was Haley Kyoko, it was somebody else who I can't remember now. Maggie four, Rogers, Maggie, Maggie Rogers, four albums one day, crazy stuff. Um, obviously the Beyonce album is like my. It's my number one wreck, but like, I don't need to wreck that to anybody because we all know about it. So my recommendation for us here today is King Princess's sophomore album, which is called Hold On Baby. Um, For those of you who are lovers of um, folklore and evermore, this album was produced by Aaron Dessner, 
as well. So I feel like he gave King Princess the like Taylor Swift folklore treatment on this album, which obviously is a dream to me. Um, I have been a super fan of King Princess since she started putting music out. Um, I loved her first album. Alisa and I famously went to a concert of hers um, when she was touring her first album. And it was so fucking weird um, because she's just like a big a big gay weirdo and all of her fans at that time were like 17 year old lesbians who were at a concert for the first time maybe so it was kind of chaotic it was like a little bit scary it was pretty chaotic um I was like I I remember saying to you Elisa like I feel older than I've ever felt before at this concert because like she's going so crazy on stage that I'm like worried about her (laughs) like I was like (laughs) I feel like I'm worried that she's um taking drugs but Um, we saw her again recently and she was not only, uh, more fun to watch, but she also sounded so crazy good. Um, her voice is next fucking level. Yeah. Her voice. I mean, she sounded good at the concert that we went to also, but I think that her voice has really, and probably is still like maturing a lot because her first album, I think she was like 21 or 22. Um, so, you know, her she's her voice is like settling into itself, I think. Um, so and I think that she's a rock star, like she's just badass. And I like this album not just because of the way that it sounds, but I think it's pretty interesting because um she is in a relationship. Um, she's been in a relationship with the same um person who's actually her her creative director and Lizzo's creative director, um, Quinn. Love that Venn diagram. Wilson. Yeah, we love that Venn diagram. Um, so she's been with her for a long time. Um, and I read a bunch of interviews with her talking about like the process of writing from happiness. Um, and I like this quote that I'm going to read that she said, I was like, what is my purpose? I'm not heartbroken. I'm not pissed at some girl. How do I write music if it's not about getting back at someone? So there's a lot of like that kind of exploration of I think that it leads her into these into an exploration of less obvious feelings, which I find really interesting and like hilarious that she says that she's really happy because I would not classify this album as a happy album at all. I think it's like pretty filled with angst and like existential dread, but also lots of love. And I thought it was so I just think it's fabulous. I think the subject matter is unusual and I love her voice and I love the way Aaron Dessner produced it. So if you haven't listened, go recommend, I recommend, I really love, um, change the locks is a big one that I love. And I love the final song. Let us die. So good. I completely agree. I think this is an excellent album. I, I honestly, you introduced me to King princess, but now I, will listen to anything that King Princess puts out. Um, the one that I really love is for my friends because she oh, played yeah. it live so when we saw her and this album wasn't out yet. And it just has really stuck with me. I really love it. Yeah, this is another album where all the singles are like, were so good. Like for my friends came so out good. a little while ago. Um, what's the other one that came out? Um uh is for my friends the one that's like the thing about us is i'm leaving or is that a yeah. different one yeah that song rocks so hard da, da, da. oh yeah. my god i love it you also if you if you can go see her you really should go see her um i completely agree it's, She's it's, a rock this star, tour is gonna be said. so good also the first song on this album is called i hate myself i want to party and the second i pushed play on the album and saw that that was the first song i was like i'm in I'm, I'm really gonna love in. it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. She's definitely one of a kind. Yes, I love her. Great rec, Marie. Thank you. Um, I have two for you because I had only one, and then there was a second thing that just so urgently became something that I needed to recommend. Um, I can't wait. I would say these are both like five star recommendations. Yes. The first is a book, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. If you are a follower of books, this is truly popping off everywhere. Mm -hmm. If you live under a rock, you've probably seen it. Um, And I would say it's popping off for good reason. This is such a gorgeous book. It's about two 
people who met in their childhood and then their paths reconnected down the line um, when one of them was in college and they build video games together. And that's kind of all I'll tell you. Um, and based on that, it's probably like, why is everybody obsessed with this book? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally do not care about video games at all, but it really made me see video games and the culture in a different light that I think is pretty cool. Um, but it's really a book about friendship and love and romantic love and friend love and just how we grow together and apart as we age. And I think it's like such a good book. One of the best books I've probably ever read. So I would really highly recommend it to everyone. Yes. I cannot wait to read this book. I'm number like 65 million at the library, but I'm, I'm eager. I will let you borrow my copy because the second I read this early, but the second that I finished it, I pre-ordered it because I was like, Erica, has to read I this. I was going to say this. By the way, like Erica Erica. only reads sci-fi, um, and she loved it. So I think it's I was going to ask if she loved it. She did. I think this book can really like touch any person, regardless of their reading tastes. It's just like really gorgeous and well done. Love. Can't wait to read. Highly recommend. I will be my picking it up from you before I go on my next trip. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, the cover is like stunning it's such a cool cover yeah it's really good so even just for like if you want a cool book on your bookshelf and you're not going to read it this (laughs) is still a good one to get um my second recommendation is something again everybody's talking about it's the bear on hulu it's a show about a family restaurant in chicago Mm -hmm. i marie i know you said you watched the first three episodes yeah i watched four actually i i was i downloaded it for the plane tonight um it's so good. It's so good. And it somehow only gets better by the end. Like when we were watching last episode, I was sobbing oh my God. and <laughs> I was like, not well for like 15 minutes. I needed to like collect my thoughts when it ended. I thought it was so wonderful. I will say there's one character that I really don't like. Um, so I'm excited for you to finish it so that we can talk about our favorites and our least favorites. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, I think that this is a really important uh, review of the bear because I'm seeing a lot of discourse on Twitter specifically because everyone is watching this show. Everyone is talking about it. Um, There are a lot of people who are like, the bear isn't actually good. Everybody just wants to fuck whatever that guy's name is. Um, And everybody's like, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the, all of the discourse is like, yes, chef sex jokes basically um which i think is hilarious but i think that this is an important review because we are two people who um probably don't want to hook up with that guy whatever his name is um never crossed my mind no it doesn't it doesn't work for me i get i mean like i conceptually understand like the vibe that he is providing like sad boy art talent boy angry talent boy vibe like that does it for a lot of people but not for me not for you and yet we both still think this is good so to the people on twitter saying that it's not actually good that guy's just hot you're wrong thank you no i think it's really good i think to me as a person that's worked in restaurants both front and back of house like that to me i think i'm actually currently working at a restaurant i don't remember if i've talked about that um front of house but to me the show is about the people in the restaurant and how they interact with each other and support each other and like the family that that is there. And to that's always been my experience, regardless of the dynamic of the restaurant that I'm in. Like, I think we've talked about this before in different contexts, but like the people that work in restaurants, in my opinion, are the best people on earth. Like those are the salt of the earth people that are working harder than anybody else in America for like less acclaim. And I don't know. That's what the show is about to me. Mm-hmm. I saw so much of like my own experiences in it. And I think anybody that I know that has never worked in a restaurant that reviews the bear, they're like, it's so chaotic. And I'm like, yes. And like, that is actually a normal kitchen environment. And again, it's like what I think people who haven't had that experience fail to understand is that like, people that work in kitchens can multitask and manage their time more effectively than any other person on earth. Yes. 
I agree. It's crazy. Yeah, I really so liked it. I'm bear. so I'm gonna binge the rest of it on the airplane today. I love it. Watch the bear and then message me so we can talk about our faves and our least faves because I yes. I certainly have some some hate to give. Um, speaking of hate to give, it's time for our culture section. Three culture. things you absolutely need to know. Need to know. And the first is something that is truly abysmal truly horrible um elisa brought this to my attention and i thought it would be important to share here um do you want to tell the tale of how you encountered this item uh sure instagram explore page Mm -hmm. it came Mm -hmm. to me instagram said you're gonna like this and you said wow you're wrong i said absolutely not um food 52 which we'll talk about more in just a second They are over there doing the fucking most in a bad way, I would say. Mm -hmm. And something that they had the nerve to put together, as I believe a video and a recipe, is oatmeal arancini. And that just crosses a line for me. It's just not... I just don't understand why it looks like it's from this person's cookbook which is called snacks for dinner which is a concept that I really can get behind but like why oatmeal arancini like why not just regular arancini like like, it's not healthier it's you're still frying it rice is perfectly fine and actually quite delicious yeah I'm like rice is perfect so I am trying to pull up the recipe here, but basically, I have it pulled it up. Like, it's horrible. It's like the same it's as exactly you like the basically same. make a bowl of oatmeal, uh huh, and then you make it into a ball, cover it in breadcrumbs, and deep fry it. So again, I have to ask why. And why? also, like that's not arancini. Like it's isn't, not. Isn't arancini? specific to risotto yeah, it's and risotto and bechamel sauce so it's not risotto it's, it's like a, an oatmeal fritter which is also hell um this person writes this is his name is i'll put him on blast here lucas volger um his cookbook snacks for dinner small bites full plates can't lose just came out um i'm not gonna okay. get into what i think about the subtitle um, but he said that he's been doing an annual, I won't be buying it. That's all. No, he's been doing an annual oatmeal challenge since 2018 called hashtag 28 days of oatmeal in February, um, which is fine. But like, I think that the things I, you know, we love a journey, we love a challenge, but I don't think that um necessarily something crazy that comes out of a challenge that you're forcing yourself to do for no reason other than fun needs to be in a cookbook like okay you're doing a an oatmeal challenge so you made oatmeal arancini one time nobody else needs to make that unless you're um being forced to eat oatmeal i think that you should just make a regular arancini and enjoy yourself more i agree um i will not be making this no. And I don't think that you should either. Yeah. But that leads us squarely into our next topic of discussion, which is that our Instagram food favorite follows are officially lame now. And those yep. are BA, Food 52, Feed Feed. I will also go as far as to say that like some of the creators that I have followed in the past are just like on my last nerve these days. People are not making things that I feel that excited about on Instagram. Like, I think that we've talked a lot about how we found there are a lot of people that we've we've shouted out on this podcast before who have really inspired us to make stuff and to try new things and to make their food in the past. And right now I'm not I'm not feeling inspired by Instagram at all. No, I'm really not either. And I think what's happening is that the algorithm is forever changing. Everybody needs to be making reels now. And so people are just like doing the most trying Mm -hmm. to like, it's like we've, the, the goalpost has kind of like shifted and now Mm -hmm. everybody's just trying to get engagement versus actually Mm -hmm. trying to make like a good recipe that is inspiring. And 
it's not working. Like I, I don't want to make like something like, actually I was just talking about this with, um, Erica's sister, half-baked harvest. Oh my God. She's making some of her stuff is like fine, but like she puts like a, like a hunk of burrata on actually every single recipe or it has a stick of butter or whatever. And it's like, it's just, it doesn't need to be like that. It does not need to be like that. Like she made this thing that I saw that was like cheesy polenta with like chicken, like Cajun seasoned chicken that like for some reason had heavy cream in it. I'm like, why? Yeah. So I just think like we've gotten a little bit off of the, the track and you know, I don't think that people care anymore about creating like food that people should make on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about getting the views. To and watch unfortunately, mm-hmm. this has impacted the publications as well. Yeah. I have to tell you, like I every video that I try to watch from Food 52 or BA or really the New York Times too, I've n- I don't think I've like completed a video in like months no. because I'm like, these are just it's like they're trying too hard hard. and it's like when you can see that they're trying really hard to achieve this outcome it makes me like rebel against it yeah I mean I feel like the problem right now is like in addition to all of the publications being like annoying and sort of sellouty I also feel like all the people that I followed when they were just kind of making food for fun on Instagram now are like hot shots and are making food for their living, which like I'm really excited and happy for them. And so my, I guess my hope is that like, this is sort of an adjustment period where they're figuring out how to create the volume of content that's required while also trying to make good food. So maybe it'll like settle down for some of these people and like turn back into food that I like. But right now I'm like, everyone is annoying me. I feel like it's such a content mill in a way that makes me sad. And like, I just, the only food that I want to eat is from the New York times. And I'm really only getting that from the newsletter or from like surfing through the app or from my cookbooks. Mm hmm. And everyone I was just going to say that, me. like, <laughs> what'd you say? Everyone's annoying me. Like everyone is doing too much voiceover now. I'm like, oh, I don't I know. need, I don't know. It's just the, I don't think, I think the style that is currently in vogue is not doing it for me. I agree. It's, it it's actually me. really made me like revert back to, as you said, like my analog books like I'm Mm -hmm. like I just want to like flip through these pages and find something that makes sense to me that's right well Uh, speaking of things that don't sit well (laughs) with us yes Marie do you you know about this soul cycle thing yeah it's the well I think so it's the thing where soul cycle was like fuck it let's ride together like turn in your peloton and get a free membership or whatever Yep. That's exactly right. Not even a free membership They, I think they were like, you can get 150 classes or something, which is like not that many, no. honestly. And I mean, a still cycle class is like what? $30. So stupid. But, but they like really fucking came for Peloton. And it was so interesting to me because it's obviously a really ballsy campaign. And like, maybe that was just the point maybe they just wanted to like make a splash and get people Mm -hmm. talking about it um but it was like really fucking rude and I think it's interesting because they have soul cycle bikes so I would understand it more if they were like you can turn in your peloton or soul cycle bike Uh but they're not taking back soul cycle they're not taking any bikes other than peloton Peloton. yeah and what are they going to do with them like that's the other thing so (laughs) When this came out, I was obsessively reading all of their comments because I was just curious to see like how people were responding. And based on what I saw, it was overwhelmingly negative Mm -hmm. feedback in their Mm -hmm. comments. And I would say the main buckets were like, this is just like too aggressive. And like, you have always been a brand that's like taken the high road and now Mm -hmm. you're taking the low road. And like, that's 
unfortunate for you. Mm -hmm. The second was a lot of people were really focused on the environmental impact. Like they were like, cool. So you're just going to like throw all these Peloton bikes into a landfill. Like that's not really helping anyone. No. Um, and the third was kind of like, why can't you just like let them do their thing? Like right. do your thing, focus on what you're doing in studio. Like I don't think Peloton is doing much in studio and that's no. like not really there. Also Peloton is like not really doing well either. Like right. they had a super like amount of growth early in the pandemic. But then when I actually didn't know this, like so big obviously died from Pelotoning, but then another character did on another show, like oh, kind of no. at the same time. So that didn't help. And then just like with the tech bubble bursting ish mm -hmm. right now, um, Peloton's done layoffs and stuff too. Like, it's not like they're yeah. thriving. So yeah, the other thing it's weird. that it felt kind of tone deaf about to me was like the whole like, fuck it, let's ride together thing is it's kind of like it read to me as also like, fuck being cautious about the pandemic. And like, also we have another extremely like contagious disease going around that has to do with like bodily fluids and touching skin so I'm like I don't want to be in a gym right now and I feel like the way that it was framed for the advertisement also feels like I so freaking tone deaf about the fact that like we're still in a pretty tenuous place from the public health perspective that's a great point yeah I would say that would be one of the last places I would be willing to go yeah you can't actually. you will not be finding me in a um in a gym or in a workout no. class anytime soon. No, absolutely not. So it just stood out. It was, I thought, pretty chaotic. And mm -hmm. I don't think it was overly successful based on where, from where I'm sitting. I wonder how many people have done it. I know. I bet it's like less than a thousand. Oh, I yeah. Don't know. I don't know how has, many people. Has, did Peloton respond? I don't know, actually. I feel like they didn't, which I kind of like. Yeah, I think they were kind of like, this is like damaging enough. We don't have to mm -hmm. say anything. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up, but I don't know if anything will come up. Um, but it's already halfway through August, but I'm curious to hear what's August going to be like for you. So it's funny because we wrote these things um, pre-August. So we're kind of living them now. Um, and so far true um so i wrote that i'm working from road august doing a lot of remote working um i'm currently in michigan um i was out here for a wedding and stayed for a few extra days to visit with some of hannah's family um coming back going to seattle uh going to be in wisconsin so like checking some states off my bucket list which is exciting and then seeing friends oh, yeah. um like have a couple of weddings with groups of friends that I haven't like reunited with in a long time. Um, so that's super fun. It's also so busy, like Elisa mentioned. So it's, um, racing by, um, I also have a, an aspiration to do some farmer's marketing. If I can, I like have not been going to the market this summer because I've been traveling so much and it's making me sad. I'm seeing everybody's tomato posts. So I'm hoping to go to the farmer's market. Um, this weekend because I just need I need it I need tomatoes right away as fast as possible I want them for you thank you um if it makes you feel better I don't think that tomatoes are like fully ready yet in this thank area God. so you're not really missing them yet thank you for saying that I appreciate it you're welcome what about you um that all sounds good Marie I already took some PTO in August so I was really looking forward to that I took like a week of vacation which I hadn't done in a while I'm spending a lot of time outdoors, continuing to be a summer girl, yes. new beginnings, starting my new job. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about that. I'm going to a bunch of Randy Carlisle concerts. Ha, ha, so ha. jealous. Um, very excited about that. I feel like my Brandy um, experiences have kind of created like a tribe of people. So I'm really excited. I'm going to the concert with like 10 people on Thursday. You so will be fun. missed, Marie. Ugh, I know I'm sad. Um, and then I, with fall coming up, I am excited to. Well, so my goal for my birthday, which I believe I said last time, maybe not actually, because I think I came up with it in July, mm. is I want to make one article of clothing this yes. year because I want to be 
more of a maker I, always in my life. I love making things with my hands. So Erica for my birthday got me a sweater knitting set basically. Cool. So I'm going to try to get started. I really think it's going to take me all year long. Um, mm -hmm. So the time is now, but I'm really excited about that. And I'm also excited to get into the kitchen a little bit more. I think back to our discussion about food and our cookbooks, like I, I kind of want to go on a food journey, which I always am wanting to go on a food journey, but I want to, I think I want to go back to croissants and really Whoa. try to perfect those as the fall comes. I feel excited about that for you. And I feel like it's going to feel so that. different to be making them like, I feel like the headspace that you were in when you were on your croissant journey before very. is very vastly different than the one that you're in now. So I think that'll be really fun. I think so too. We'll be coming from a place of pleasure versus like mania, chaos and panic, <laughs> um, which I love for me. I love it for you. Um, and I do want to say too, like I, when I was on vacation last week, I was like pretty fucking bored. Um, because some of the plans, like we were supposed to go with some people who ended up getting COVID. So like I mm. kind of ended up spending a lot of time on my own because Erica was actually working mm. and we were having this like hilarious conversation where I was just like being a brat because I was like, I have had enough of this vacation <laughs> essentially. And like, <laughs> this always happens like, to you. Oh my God. Being like, I desperately need something to do. And there's this person that lives in the neighborhood that her parents' house is in that every single day, I think he's like 85, like puts out a large sign with like the, the letters and like basically leaves a message every day. Cute. And as I'm like having this meltdown, we drive past the sign and it says a vacation is having nothing to do and all day to do it in. And I was oh kind of God. like, yep. <laughs> this guy right. read me. Um, but that was good. I actually needed that to like reframe my perspective. And I am happy to say that I like that, that one meltdown aside, I really did nothing. I just like read some books and laid around. Good um, job. And I would not have been able to do that like two years ago. So no, for that, really I feel have. grateful. Hashtag growth. I really embrace my spare time this month. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to have spare time yeah. again. I know it. Um, it's not Omri, on the look ahead for next month, but it's coming in September. It's coming for you. I yeah, know baby. you'll get there again. I know. I can't wait. Well, this has been so fun. Oh, I missed it. I missed you. I miss you still. I know. I'll see you one day soon yeah, when you're soon. back in DC. Oh my God. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. You're going to have so much fun though. Um, yeah, but good. until next time. Thank you for spending your spare time with us. 